Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Church planner, this is Pete Mitchell. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, here I was totally ready to like butcher the intro by coming in when you go, Hey, this is Pete Mitchell. I was gonna go, Nah, <laughs> <laughs> and I threw you. You I threw like me. It. I was like, Oh, do I do it in the weird voice? Um, was that like the bandito voice? Like, we don't need no stinking podcast. Is that what that was? A church planner podcast. Definitely that's... not the podcast you guys deserve. <laughs> no, no, that's for sure. We think way better of church planners than that. Not not so much you guys listening, because you listen to this. I mean, <laughs> that took you down a peg or two. You know what I always find fun is when our pastors reach out to us and ask us to pray for them. And I think to myself, oh, Oh, okay, you actually you actually see me as a Christian after listening to the podcast. Okay, cool. All right, I'm down. Well, it's kind of like I said to you this morning that uh, hey, you know, if I need a guy in my corner, like if I go to prison, you're a good friend to have. We actually had this conversation. Not not that I'm in danger of going to prison. It just came up. Well, as you it never does. know. It could happen. What what you guys don't know, some of you do. There is a pre smack that happens, but. Uh, I think this is just what happens. We have the smack talk, and then we just start a podcast, like, partway through. So, like, you know, other podcasts have the pre-show. Sometimes I wonder, like, we should have a pre-show. And if you give me $5 a month, you get to come to the pre-show. Well, we, we did. We actually had secret <laughs> podcasts. Did uh, we? But they were that. called the Bivo Inner Circle, and you had to pay us. That's and what that I was wondering why we were yeah. doing that. Those were secret oh. podcasts that we did twice a month. 
Yeah. <laughs> they were. Those were cool, actually. I remember a couple times going, that was really good. Because I remember interacting. one time you turned Uh-oh. over the ministry podcast to me, and you're like, I can't be there. you got to do it. And I'm like, I have to get on the phone with all pastors oh. and give them value about ministry. Oh, my gosh. Are and you I out of so- I, I muted so the line it. like no one was allowed to talk. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no one can say a thing. I uh, And I so get that because there was a time I think you asked me to do the same. And I'm like, oh, crap. I just I got to talk about ministry the whole time because there's no way I can do the business side of it. Hey, so uh, Peyton, what's the widget? I, I don't know what a widget is. What's the weenus? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Hey, you leave my weenus out of this. <laughs> Friends reference right there. They sneak up on you. Oh, man. So uh, last week, I, I had two shooting competitions. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I did really, really well at the first one, which is to be expected. At this particular shooting competition, uh, as I was telling Dan Sams, if I'm not in the top three, then was I even trying? Because I'm not going against like hardened gunfighters in that one. And then uh, the one I did on Friday, you would have loved to have seen this. This was a two gun <gasps> event. Oh, so we got to kind of like a sheriff. No, I have no idea what that means <laughs> at all. Well, to me, a, a, a sheriff, you know, you come in, you walk through the saloon door. And you got both guns blazing. Listen up, everybody. Uh, yeah. No, no. You know, two, two something like that. Maybe it's a gunfighter. Yosemite Sam. That's that's the mental picture I'm going for. The rootness, tootness gunfighter and all that. You know, when he comes through and he's, yeah. he's always got two. And yeah. he's a sheriff. So, you know. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Um, no, this was actually uh, two gun. The most, there's lots of different shooting competitions. Three gun is a famous one. And what that means is. Part of the course, you're using a pistol. Part of the course, you're using uh, a rifle. Typically, it's going to be an AR-15 style rifle. And part of the course, you're using a shotgun. So it's three guns, right, that you use. Two guns uh, is because we're at an indoor range. And indoor ranges usually make you shoot slugs out of a shotgun. And you would just be like toast if you had to shoot slugs all night. It just would not work. So... um did you leave? You muted yourself. I'm can, right here. I can I'm right tell here. when you mute yourself. I can tell. I I know. I know. Well, especially with all the background noise. Exactly. Going the back, on the, the, my the birds stop chirping. The, the kids stop screaming. I feel like I'm alone on the podcast. I'm all alone. You have to trust me. I'm muting for a reason. I'm Believe sure you me. Are. I'm sure you are, but it makes me feel alone. I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm, I'm insecure. Right I'm right here. I'm right I, here, dude, I got like ET said. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm, my finger is glowing, and I'm putting it right on your heart, on your bosom, if you will. And I'm saying, I'll be right here. <laughs> that was the world. And I'm muting again. <laughs> so, so, uh, so. Anyway, yeah, it was uh, AR-15 and uh, and pistol. And it was a crazy night. I got to do the live streaming. So I brought my uh, my live streaming equipment. And I was like, man, I, literally, I bought this equipment like two, three years ago. We've never used it. And all I was thinking was, you and I need to do more live streaming because this is actually fun. <laughs> like, it worked great. We live streamed the That's whole four-hour rad. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. 
we do need to live stream for sure. Yeah. Then I went back and I rewatched my parts. And my parts out of four hours of sitting there was like a total of a minute and a half. <laughs> I mean, it's like. That's rad. All you do is stand around, stand around. Oh, good. It's my turn. Bam, 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 bam. Stand around, stand around, stand around. Oh, my turn again. Bam, 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 bam. So Pete is reinforcing the uh, Christians and guns debate that's that's going around right now, which uh, I don't know if you notice this, but like all over um, social media right Jesus now. Jesus said buy two swords, so back off, buddy. He did. He did. That's true. He uh, he told him what you have will be enough. Not, yeah, that's enough firepower. You're good. But, he, you know. It, he has not said that to me specifically. <laughs> I have not heard that. That's Until I out. get word, I will continue to purchase them. That's that's, <laughs> dude. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm just saying. What was it the other that. day you said, and I couldn't stop laughing? Was that on the podcast? I don't. I don't know. You said something the other day, and it was. It was on our last. Oh my gosh, dude! I haven't laughed that hard in so long. What was it? I remember. Something I don't know. Funny. Remember, it was towards the end of the podcast, and I could not stop laughing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it was right. It was right at the end of last week. That was the funniest thing you've said in a long time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm a funny guy. No, that 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 right there is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't said that to me. <laughs> oh man, it's funny because uh, I I haven't. I haven't invested in uh, in any more firearms in a while because I kind of feel like I've got everything that I want to get that I can get in California. Yeah. <laughs> so there's other stuff I want. Oh, the dilemma. The dilemma. You know, it's it's funny because um, that's not my uh, my my jam, right? Like. I think if they told me like we're going to take away your ninja swords and throwing stars, I might jump out there and Those are buy illegal. some. Those are, by the way. Oh no, they're yeah. not. Yeah. So what state do I got to go to? Pretty much anyone other than California or New York. I mean, those are they, like the you're serious. States. They actually. So what about my yeah. batarangs? Because I I actually own Dude, almost anything that's cool is illegal in California. Dude, I own like four batarangs. That stuff's been and illegal they're, they're, for decades. No, but dude, they're like actual batarangs. Like, okay. like you can throw them Actually at things illegal. and they'll chunk. So I can't own those? No, not technically. Oh, dang. Because well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine, though, they show up at my house and raid it and they're like, we heard you had batarangs here. I do. I do. Do you want to see them? Do you want to throw them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, before you confiscate them, here, don't you kind of want to see if they work? Here's the actual conversation that Jamie and I had last week. For those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, and by the way, we are going to get to the church planning stuff in a bit. This is what we call smack talk, and it's what we do. Yeah, our actual topic later will be um, something about discipleship. <laughs> I think that's the official title. <laughs> so... I hate California. I hate Southern California. I'm a redhead. I hate the sun. I am miserable here. And I'm ready to leave. I, I'm, I'm ready to Amen. leave. And, and, Preach, and, brother. Preach. Yeah, but you like it more than me. You've been no. sitting out in the sun at events that you and I have been at. And I've been like, I hate you. Well, I it's an unfair. hate for you. 
it's an unfair advantage. We're both vampires, but I happen to be a daywalker. So I can, I can, you actually turn to ash. <laughs> you actually turn to ash. You're like it's my grease and it's my Greek in me or something like that. One time you said Yeah, that whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. You know, the, 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 all my life I grew up thinking, oh, I'm 116th Native American. Then they did one of those saliva DNA tests and they're like, oh, apparently not. We made that up, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think the DNA test might be wrong because those so, aren't totally accurate. So I'm having this conversation with Jamie. And for those of you who lives outside of California, our property taxes are done really. I mean, it's basically based off of the sale price and then they go up every year after that. And I was saying to her, I go, you know, when it comes to retirement, there's no way we can live here. Like we will not be able to afford the property taxes to live here. Mm. we're going to have to leave California, right? And I I mean, I've been pulling for let's leave California for the last 20 years. And she just, for the first time, she says, well, look, I want to be wherever the kids are. So wherever they end up, that's where I want to be. Right then, I made the decision, Luke, you want to go to Texas. You want to go to Baylor (laughs) University, don't you? That's where you want to spend the rest. And I'm like, I am pushing that boy to Texas, to Texas. So we can All of a sudden, Pete's like, state. do your homework. Do your homework, Luke. Do your homework. <laughs> We're going to Texas, baby. We're going to Texas. <laughs> wow. Dude, that would be so rad. Because you, you, I could see you. You'd have your, like, your country western suit with, like, little arrows over the pockets up top on the breast pockets. You know, they have those little arrows. And then you would have, like, you know, a two-gun rig. And oh, then yeah. you'd have your ankle. 100%. And you'd. You'd have something tucked in the back, and then you have jeans. this. I'd, I'd be yeah. having those uh, boots too. I'd be wearing boots and a cowboy hat. Oh, I, that's my people. Those well, my I was people. gonna say you'll have a holster. Knowing you, you'll have like this big giant cowboy hat, and you'd be like Pete Mitchell, and then and then you know big guns marketing, and then you will take your hat off, and there'll be a holster in there with a gun hidden in the hat. I like I like where your head's at. You know, um, for my my shooting team that I'm on. I got, they're like, hey, what do you want? <laughs> How do you want your name on your shirt? <laughs> so this is literally what my shirt says. The back of my shirt says Pete Mitchell. The front of my shirt, Maverick. <laughs> I was I was expecting you to say, the back of my shirt, Pete Mitchell. <laughs> you can't improve perfection. That was it. That was, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> What's funny is, man, okay, because you've seen the shoes that I, I wear. Those uh, They're called Sanook or something like that. Sanook? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but those are great shoes. Oh, dude. They're like made out of yoga mats or something. They're the best yeah. shoes. So that's all I wear. And and even when I go to shooting competitions, that's what I wear. So one of the competitions I go to, everyone calls me slippers. <laughs> no so, way. Yeah. Because that's what I wear. And I'm like, Slippers. Okay, I got to fix this. Uh, the next one, it's Maverick. <laughs> okay, we're putting that's Maverick rad. on the shirt. And so now they call me Maverick. I'm like, all right. Oh, nice. And those of you that don't know, because you didn't grow up in the 80s, you poor kids. Um, Maverick next year, is. Next year, they'll know. Top Gun 2 comes out. Oh, nice. Top Gun, Pete Mitchell, Tom Cruise's character. It's actually called uh, Top Gun Maverick. Next year. No way. Yeah. Oh, it's a good year for you. This I'm is the year you. of the Maverick. I'm telling you. I better you not know, suck too. You better I'll, not well, suck. It's gonna suck, Pete. I mean, come no. on. When have they when have they made one of these movies 
in the modern time that that was even a lick off the original. It's not going to suck. It can't suck. My yeah, namesake. What, let's think. Let's think for a second of a remake or a sequel that has appeared recently from the eighties that's actually been good. Oh, so I, I contend. And I know we disagree on this. I think I think Blade Runner was decent. Oh, it was geez. You, well, the first one was bad, but the second one was <clears throat> horrid. Are wait, you what, out of your what, mind? You don't li- you don't like Blade Runner? It's too long <gasps> and slow. And oh no! All they no, did no, was no, they, no, they no, stretched no. out the first one an extra half hour in the second. That's all. Oh they did. man! So so I love they the teach original. that at the university level. <laughs> so I love Blade Runner, and I liked. But I did not love. I mean, you and I went and saw it together, and I remember at one point I look over at you during the soundtrack and go, <laughs> right in the middle of the theater, like super loud. <laughs> you started busting up. <laughs> I go, I really like this soundtrack. There wasn't, in fairness, there wasn't many other people in there with us. No, I don't think other people were at work. Other people were smart enough to not go see that movie. So so what's a what's a movie that's kind of been remade that you know or had a sequel done like Ghostbusters I didn't even bother with that one right Yeah you know they're coming out with another Ghostbusters with the original cast That's what I heard but it's going to be kind of like they're training the next generation right, Which it? okay okay I could kind of see that Yeah I I mean to me Dan Aykroyd is is one of the best actors ever uh, Bill Murray, uh, love those guys. So I'm, I'll definitely go see that one. There's no doubt. But has there been? I'm okay. So I'm excited. Their their time bandits is coming to like Netflix. The Dark Crystal coming. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, I don't even know. What the I have not is. seen the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, but I hear that it's better than the original movies. Yeah, the problem for me with that is it's on YouTube. I, I don't want to sit there and right. watch it on YouTube. Well, yeah, it's like another service that you got to buy, right? Yeah, I'm like, no, not not interested. I, I think it's all free though on YouTube, but I still don't want to watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I I'm not I kind of I, I don't get into that. Oh look, I got a screen that's three inches long. Ooh yeah, I got a freaking hundred inch screen. I mean, I want big screen. That's true, dude. That's true. The thing is, man, is it like they make these movies, right? And like things like, uh, like if they come out right now and they announce ET two, we would all be excited. But we know better. Didn't they do ET two? No, no. <laughs> that was just the book that did ET two. I I don't know. I didn't know I there was an ET two. Yeah, I remember back in the eighties, actually. E two D two. You know, I I I don't I don't trust my gut reaction because I'll get really every time they announce a new Batman film, you know, I get a little excited. I know better. I know better, but I get a little excited and I, I'm always like the positive guy. Like, no, he'll be good. He'll be good. Batman. It's going to be any good. I know you really like the preview and I'm like, I know. Right. Horrible. So again, again, I, I, I know better and, See, and it's going to be totally weird. Totally different takes on movies. Totally. We different. do. I saw Men in Black last night in Men in Black International. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was going to oh, be really? horrible, but I enjoyed it. I was like, "Wow, this is actually pretty good." I thought I, who I was would in put that it one? up there with the first. Uh, Chris Helmsworth or is that his last name? The guy who yeah. played uh, Thor, and then I don't know who the the girl was. So Will Smith isn't even in it. No, 
No. Dang. No he needed to at least just show up and be you know, like, they hey, probably I'm retired. Needed some sort of bridge to them. Yeah. Like, no, they, they needed him to retire like Kay did in the first one. Yeah. Liam Neeson was in it. He was actually uh, pretty good. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, have you heard about any of these uh, uh, venture capitalist companies that specialize in... Uh... <laughs> Why, no, Pete. Tell me about them. Well, I just was curious. I, I've I've <clears throat> I've recently been uh, uh, you know uh, turned on to one or so. So somebody reached out to me this morning and said, "Hey, you know, there's this. Um, you guys should reach out to venture capitalists, um, Christian venture capitalists." And 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 so I went to this website and I sent it over to you. But you know, I'm I'm scrolling down, and I'm like, oh. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Like, you know, I'm looking, oh, hey, we, we, you know, are really concerned about getting the gospel out and social entrepreneurship. And I'm like, oh, this looks, this looks kind of neat. I, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know it was a thing. It shows you, you know, I live under a rock when it comes to this stuff. So, um, I, I start scrolling down and you and I had the same reaction <laughs> about halfway down the site. And I'll let you say what it is. Well, the thing is, they were like pumping in Bible verses every chance they got, and it to me, like the the, it's not really a joke. It's kind of the truth. Whenever someone goes, "Hey, I'm a Christian in business," you put your hand on your wallet and you slowly back out of the room, always keeping eye contact with them, like always, because it's usually a sign that you're about ready to talk to a snake. Um. And so it's just it. First of all, it kind of threw me off. I'm like, they, I mean, like, really put a lot of Bible verses like all over the place. But the line that got me, where I was like, okay, this is where I got to go. Something ain't right. What we're blessed and anointed at. What we're blessed and anointed at, and it had about six bars underneath, like graphs, and yeah. it gives a percentage. It says, <laughs> very first one, reverencing and praising God. Hundred percent, hundred percent, baby. We are a hundred percent at that. Declaring Jesus as Lord overall, hundred percent. I picture these guys in an office, like doing, you know, praising and blessing God, hundred percent. Yo, high five up here, woo! They're high fiving each other in the office on that point, hundred percent. Yo, woo! I, I mean, I just was like. Really? You're gonna say you're a hundred percent one not even like, you know, eighty, eighty-five, eighty-three, sometimes on a good day, eighty-five. It's no hundred percent, baby. That's our thing. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. always praising God. In fact, I I'm a I'm a sinless, I'm as close to sinless as you can get, man. I'm just praising God all the time. He's so proud of me. Like Woo, that's hundred percent, boy. It's it's not just hey, justification, hundred percent, sanctification, hundred percent, glorification, hundred percent, yo. And then what I love is uh attention, Christian entrepreneurs and investors. Uh to walk into the fullness of your destiny, every Christian op- uh, entrepreneur and investor needs to understand that they can't play small and must in fact uh ask big as Jabez did and recognize that God is at the very heart of your business and wants us to strengthen this. And I'm like, okay, you've got some good things to say here, but then you've got a video of Joel Olstein going, ask big, which I got a problem with right there. And right. we got Billy Graham, three problems that tech cannot solve. Okay, we got to pull in the, 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 the Billy. And I'm like, yeah, but dude, he didn't say this about you and your endeavor. 
right dallas uh, willard and i'm like okay look man now we're just pulling videos off the internet because they back up your point of view but they have nothing to do with you and your firm and that yeah, to me uh, is shady yeah it was really shady and you know the 100 percent go go on and tell tell her by the way all of the bars were 100 percent. yeah all there was good. none that were any less than 100 tell them what else they're blessed and anointed at uh, they are blessed and anointing that uh, cr- connecting Christian entrepreneurs and investors in strategic ventures. Hundred percent, hundred percent chance you though, go with us. Hundred percent. Interesting though, uh, under their portfolio, uh, I, I, do they even list any companies? Nope. I, I don't think they do. They just well, say, there were, hey, there were some other doozies they were good at. Yeah, I don't think they have a single company listed. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, nope. what if these guys are actually legit and good guys? I might feel bad that. What in the world are you doing? Oh, sorry. I'm I'm It's hard to explain. My my microphone has oh, a sharp on. edge on it. Hold on. I went to the wrong page and man, I got I got audio playing. <laughs> you got what? Dude, they got a stinking Autoplay background video? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What are we in? 2000s? You see, you can't see that doesn't sound as cool as saying the 1990s, right? You can't just call it the 2000s. They're partying like it's 1999, baby. Well, hey, this trains psychographic characteristics of faith driven consumers. 100%. They get Christians. Basically, what, what else? What else? I want to hear the rest because one of them is financial power and loyalty of the faith driven consumers. The financial power and loyalty. How well do they understand the mind of the consumer, Pete? How well? Well, uh, of the Christian, faith-driven, uh, 100%. 100%. Wow. I'm super impressed. That's that's amazing. 100%. Understanding the trends and demands of the Christian retail market. 100%. Omniscient. I mean, I just wish they would put that. They just put omniscient. How good are we at this? Omnipotent. Um, uh, where can we be omnipresent? Yeah, interesting. Some of it's the, like the, God's website. It's like the, we found God's website. I know, right? God.com. That they use <laughs> some of the verses that they use are taken out of context. Like it fits what they want, but if you know the verse, you're like, yeah, that's not the context. Uh, you're totally taking a verse and just applying it to your thing, and it doesn't really fit. That's rad. I noticed that on some of them. I'm like, uh, and what I love too is they said somewhere like purpose driven and it hyperlinks to the cover of Rick Warren's book. I'm like, but Rick's got nothing to do with this thing. You would be using his name everywhere if Rick was like an investor in this and he's nowhere on this. Wow. I was like, yeah, something ain't right here. So, uh, so. You know, every yeah, definitely, definitely hot hot date with venture capitalists. Yeah, um, guys, definitely um, head over there and sign up today. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, uh, By the way, your first uh, hour is only one hundred and fifty dollars to consult with them, which you must do that oh. before they'll do anything. Oh, oh, so you pay them, not they pay you. It's well, you, you pay. Oh, I see how this works. They they get paid. You know, yeah, absolutely. Wow, <laughs> this is an interesting model. Hundred fifty like, an hour to you're do nothing. Idea, you're like, wait a second. If I do this, will this work for me? Well, uh, so guys, you know, just 
you know, when whenever whenever something seems too good to be true, it's because it is. So, hundred um, percent, they're going to take your money. Hundred <laughs> percent, you're going to pay the blessed and anointed. One hundred percent at taking your money, sucker. So, hey, um, you know, I'm always encouraged when I see such behavior, um, but a fool in his money or easily. I'll never forget um, a, a pastor friend of mine who um, he left the ministry, went into the business world, and he said, whenever I hear somebody say to me, I am a Christian businessman, the first thing I do is I reach for my wallet to make sure it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So that, the, let that be a lesson to you, folks. So, so should hey, we actually uh, get into our topic? We probably should. Uh, Doc, uh, can you kick us off, please? All right, Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. All right, so you have to, <clears throat> you have to forgive my uh, background noise here. This is real life, baby. So, um, today we're going to talk a little bit about baptism. Not bad. Um, discipleship. Uh, discipleship. A little something I like to talk about occasionally. Um, basically, uh, as you know, Andrew and I are planting a church. We're doing it with Bone Mary Moffitt here in North County, San Diego. Um, you won't find a website. We're not collecting money for it. We're not. 100%. 100% blessing on it collecting your money, but not going to do it. Read my lips. No new donations. Um, but here's the thing, our, our deal, and maybe this is where, um, you know, new breed, uh, a lot of what we've done, um, stuff I write, uh, definitely what I do on the ground. Um, it, it's a little bit different. I don't go out there and raise a bunch of money. You know, we're talking about venture capitalists and I just don't start there. I just don't, I don't see that as the place to start for me. It's, it's, it's almost like you got to earn the 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 right for people to want to donate to your cause. Um, in fact, the the way that I've seen people give is when they see the work on the ground, not when I come at them and I say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do. This city sucks, but when our sexy church gets there, it's going to suck less. We're going to transform this whole city, 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 city." You know, I mean that that that's what we do. We're going to plant. 100 churches in 10 years, 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 years. And, and everybody goes, whoa. And it's a bunch of bunk. I mean, think about it, guys. Out there today, um, people are like, we planted, you know, 20,000 churches in the last 10 years or whatever it is. Um, did you know that a lot of those churches, those same churches, um, other organizations, other churches are claiming, in other words, they might give $25 a month to that church, but now it's one of their church plants. Right. So there is a bunch just like this venture capitalist thing that we're talking about. There is a lot of falsification. Like just claiming Oh dude. Oh, because we give you twenty five dollars a month or you know, fifty or hundred or whatever, you're now our church plant. There there is like one church out there that probably like a thousand different churches are claiming that they planted. And and the numbers get falsified. I mean, like there might be a home group startup, and now that's a church. We planted that, you know, because what you're talking about with a lot of these churches, like when you hear someone say, "I planted five hundred thousand churches over the last hundred years or ten years, um, or fifty thousand or whatever it is," I mean, I, I hear these numbers, and every time I think, 
it can't get any bigger. It's like the Megalodon. No, no, there's a Megalodon. Um, oh, so Great White isn't, isn't the, nope. Uh, bull shark, nope. Megalodon. <clears throat> and you go, really? That, But the Megalodon doesn't exist, right? Like, okay, might have existed once, but it's that kind of thing. And then there's always people out there, well, maybe the Megalodon does exist out in the ocean. So you hear these figures and you know in your mind that's impossible, right? The early church didn't go that fast. And I know we wave the magic wand of India over it and say, well, it's India, it's China. There's tons of people, but the figures are very misleading. Um, yes, there is explosive growth. Growth. <laughs> There's also a lot of heresy over there, and I'm not knocking it. I mean, what happens in Southeast Asia and in parts of India and Pakistan and stuff, it's cool, like the underground stuff. That's really cool. But there's also, um, with the rapid movement, there's also an imbibing of the faith movement. These are just things we never hear. Maybe some some of the churches that people are claiming, really they oughtn't to be claiming, but yes, um, they will contribute money towards some of these churches. And then, because I, I get these every day, I get, and, and surely some of our listeners do too, where I'll have a, a guy from Pakistan or Kenya or wherever reach out to me and he'll say, you know, hey, you know, God bless you. You were so essential to our ministry. And he's doing that nonstop all day. He's reaching out to tons and tons of people. And the reality is he's probably got like 20 people, but he'll send a bunch of photos. So over the years, I've gotten to know some of these guys and and just kind of, it, it's not hard to see behind it. And bless them, they live in really poor parts of the world. But, you know, every time that you um, get behind some of these things, I could easily say, well, I give $10 to this dude or I, you know, um, I do this and I have helped to plant that we are ascending church to that. And that kind of thing happens like crazy. And so uh, that was a huge tangent. But it's good to know this stuff. I mean, it, it is good to know that this stuff is going on all the time. Numbers are, are greatly falsified. Um, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> I see it in my own backyard. I see it here. And then when I actually go to the church and I check things out, it's, it's not what was communicated via the prayer newsletter, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, you and I were talking about this with another organization. It was like, all excited about the percentage increase and they were taking, you know, uh, credit for it. And you were telling me the story and I'm like, yeah, but that's in the margin of error. <laughs> like this is a national stat that's in the margin of error, but they're claiming that they're responsible for growth. That literally could be just part of the margin of error. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And it happens all the time. Like uh, this year has been for me a year of watching numbers um, thrown around there with, I would say, a complete lack of integrity. And and it bothers me because a lot of times it is about money. If I throw these numbers out, people will come with their pocketbook because it sounds good. And I, I, I got to just kind of say, you know, this is an aside from the actual discipleship conversation I want to have. But I do think, you know, you, you at some point you got to step back and say, is God real? You know, it's the Ananias and Sapphira thing where God was like, look, don't don't be falsifying um, numbers and, and don't be playing fast and loose with money that's meant for mission. Um, you, <laughs> you know, there, there are church planning networks out there that they they will do things with money that are not it's not right. 
and I'm, I'm not going to go into all of it, but there's a lot of corruption out there when it comes to the kingdom and nobody wants to talk about it. That's a it's, tough word though. I mean, even saying corruption as opposed to not wise, not, you know, ideal, you know, could have been better. I mean, but that's just straight. You're using the term corruption. Do you really mean to use that term? Yeah, I do actually. So for example, like, um, for example, uh, good, good. So, so a buddy of mine was at, you know, he, he works very closely with different organizations. Um, and he was at an event where, um, they were like, Hey, you know, uh, all this money is going to be raised and given, um, to these church plants, um, in this city. And so they had all these guys from that area and they, they, you know, through this organization, they, they went and they got up front and spoke about it. And this friend of mine, he ran their website. And so he knew everything. He hooked up their online giving, he this, he that. And when it all came down to it, what it was is they had collected all the money and what they gave the church plants was services um, rather than not, not any of that money. And there was something in five, fine print that they went and pointed back to, even though uh, verbally they had pointed that, hey, we're raising all this money for um, this city to fund them. And it was said to fund them. But really it was, it was services. And so, you know, like, like I'm always careful with New Breed to point out that we do not fund church planners. We train them, but we train them at um, either zero or minimum cost which that's what we do. That's our funding model. We've always said we're not a funding network. So if you give to New Breed, you're giving to the training of a church planner. But we're clear about that up front. We don't say, hey, we're throwing all this money at church plants. And there are networks and there are organizations that they will collect the money and it will not go to the church plant, right? None of it will. And and yet, and you'll see this with missions. You'll see this with... um uh, mission organizations collecting, um, particularly a lot of the stuff that happens via the television. But I would say this stuff is seeping um, into the evangelical world. Um, I would say that, that what I'm beginning to notice is a lack of integrity when it comes to funds you know, because it's, it's, it's easy it's interesting, to get. It's interesting you bring this up. And I know this isn't our topic, though. Maybe it should be. <laughs> maybe, maybe, hey, something about discipleship. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wide open topic. <laughs> but well, I, let's talk about corruption. Let's talk about corruption well, no, I, and money I, I and church planning. I just want to make a comment, really, and that is I, I had two uh, church planners reach out to me. Um, I had I had donated to what they were doing. And, um, and one of them, and I, both, and I didn't realize it until this conversation, but the first one, I remember when he called me up, he's like, Hey, look, uh, I want to let you know what's going on and, uh, decided, uh, you know, we're, we're actually going to leave this area. So, you know, that, that church plant's not going to happen. And, and, and I knew what he'd been doing, right? Like I, I knew the guy was, was working his tail off trying to reach his community. And I, I was realizing as he's talking, like he's almost coming to me, like, "Will I be upset or mad that I gave to something that's not happening?" Right. Like I, I but at, at first I was like, "You know, what do I care?" <laughs> like, like literally, I think my comment to him was, "What do I care?" <laughs> I mean, okay, if right. you're moving, you're moving. What? 
But then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, I get it. Other people must be like really upset. Like, oh, I was given to this and then it didn't happen. You know, I'm not given to you and your ministry again, ever. Oh, what you do. Right. That's so, different though. That's different. No, I know, but it but it goes to show the heart of even the giver. Like they're concerned yeah. about about what you do with it. I mean, yes, you do need to be concerned with that to a point. Like the way I see it, it's it's my responsibility to honor God and do what he wants me to do with what he's given me. And I'm not trying to say that as like I've been perfect. Believe me, right. far from it. I was thinking about it even this last week of oh crap, you know what? I got to Oh know, crap, I got to give the new breed again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> funny that thought's never like, actually see what I did. Yeah, and, um, and but then another pastor uh, was doing a, a missions trip to I don't know Nicaragua or something like that, and so I'd I'd given some some money to that because uh, I I liked what they were doing, and um and for some something happened and the trip didn't happen. And like he was reaching out to everyone who had given and was giving them the opportunity to get their money back because he was trying to show his integrity of, hey, look, you know, I, I didn't just mean to take your money and, you know, not going. And I can't remember what it was. It could have been like go on, robber, take right? the money and run. Right. Woo, woo, woo. So, I mean, that, that definitely speaks to his his integrity. But again, I was like, look, my responsibility was to give. And then, boom, it, you know, I did what I needed to do. It's now your responsibility to do what God wants you to do with that. Right. right. Like, it's not me to go, like, double check on you. Oh, are you doing what God wants you to do with that? Huh? Are you doing? But then again, I was like, and I really didn't realize it until we started this conversation. Okay. So, in other words, people really get bent out of shape about that. Like, they don't, they must not see it as they're giving to God. They must see it as, well, I'm giving to Joe Blow over here, and what's he doing with my money? You know, is it getting used right? And it's like, dude, I, I think at a point you gotta just like back off, right? Like, right. my job is to to give, to do what God's called me to do, uh, and then trust that God is gonna use that guy. And of course, if you find out that the guy is a snake or whatever, you know, again, I'm not gonna feel bad about it. I'm gonna be like, look, I did what I was supposed to do. You're the one that's gonna have to face God for what you did fine i'm giving right. to someone else now and just right. not worrying about it going on but i don't know i guess i just didn't realize like all of this stuff i guess that people are attaching to money when they give to ministry too right like i never would have thought that churches were claiming oh they're our church plant because they give them money i never would have thought yeah. that happened. oh no big time big time um and there are churches um that are legitimately planting like i was talking to a guy who was um the planting director, um, Grace Church in Kansas City, a uh, buddy of mine there, Justin Raby, and they're they're honest. They're like, hey, we planted, you know, they don't falsify. They're like, hey, we planted two churches. Um, we just sent out two people, and they're literally sending them, um, you know, and, and that's rad. And then there's other churches, like I think Hope Church in Vegas. Um, they're not, all of their church planners aren't all necessarily coming up, like, from inside. They're not raising all the... But what Hope does is Hope will, and th this is a good example, um, Vance Pittman there, great integrity, a uh, friend of mine, um, uh, Jim Britz is head of church planning there, um, and another guy named Jordan. Uh, these guys, they have integrity. So what they'll do is they will, 
set aside a certain number of resources in Vegas and they'll take guys from all over and they've got a special heart for San Diego where we are. Um, they, uh, will, but they will literally like adopt people from outside, train them, fund them, and then say, Hey, we plan it out, but they're taking the full responsibility. Like they're actually shouldering, you know, and, and, and taking responsibility for this church planner. They are sending them there, funding them there, training them there, assessing them. Um, so that's legit to me, but. Yes, when you check 10 to 20 bucks at someone, you don't get to ch- claim that you planted that church, right? Right. Tell you another on a on a big note cuz I I do think it's important that like we're saying, you know, guys be aware out there. I do think someone needs to blow the whistle. I do think, I mean, I've I've debated writing an article on this just like an exposé like, "Hey, this needs to stop." You know, like I've had enough and I'm tired of listening to it and it's bull crap. And two things are happening. One, you're actually hurting mission because people are starting to see through the bull crap and see the corruption seeping in, which is going to hurt mission. And number two, people are actually believing you, which is even worse, right? Like people are actually, because they're going to keep giving to things that aren't true, right? Things that you're saying that aren't real, which eventually... When that crashes, it was like the housing market. There will be a bubble, and eventually that will crash. The scandal will break of what's happening, and then mission's really going to be hurting, right? Because then everybody's going to be like, dude, whereas if the whistle's blown early, people are able to say, well, hold on a second. You know, okay, so let's, guys, let's change our language. Let's clean house a bit. Let's um, let's do what we got to do, right? Let's make this right. Um, maybe we go back and we redefine how we report our numbers. We redefine what our goals are. If I'm going to say I'm going to plant 100 churches in 10 years, I need to give that money back if I don't do that, right? Because right now, like, I'll, I'll kid you not, I've had people tell me, hey, you need to say as New Breed, we are going to plant this many because that vision inspires people to give. And I'm like, screw that. I'm not doing that. No way. Because if I take your money and I claim I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, right? Like, I better plant 100 churches if I've told you that's what I'm going to do and I've asked you for money. Am, am I like the only one that just thinks that's normal? Or, well, or can I just say I'm going to plant 10,000 churches over the next 20 years and hope you get really inspired and write me a fat check and then 20 years from now, are you really going to care? Is, is that how we're playing this? Because I didn't know that. I thought words matter. And I thought we were supposed to like actually tell people what we we're going to do and let your yes be yes and your no be no. That, I mean, is it well, just me? The, the way that you would actually, this is my marketing bone kicking in here. The way that you would actually <laughs> say that to, uh, to inspire people to support your ministry is you would actually say it just the way you said it. And that is you would need to either in written format or video format say, hey, you know what? There's a lot of people out there, and this is what they're saying. Hey, we're going to go plant 10,000 churches. I don't know that we're going to plant 10,000. We're working on this right now. Will these all work? I've been at this game long enough to know that they don't always work. But what I do know is that lives are changed, and that's what we're in the business of. It's not about how many churches we get set up. It is about how many lives get changed and turned to God. 
and that's right. what we're all about. And I don't, I don't even mind. Like I got a friend, um, he has trained up 30 planners. His goal is to tra- train 60, um, which actually is, is a new breed is, you know, we, it's funny. We have a, a very similar model, but his thing is he's like, I want to plant. And he has a number that he says, but the difference is he's, he's working on it. I can literally see him. I don't mind a guy saying that if he's intentionally doing it, because I know this, this guy is actually doing it. He's actually working on it and he's putting, <laughs> funny enough, he, this is how I know because he sought me out and said, Hey, will you help me train um, and create a pipeline for this? Because um, this is what I need to do. And, and I know he's doing, it. I can see what he's done. He's shown me this is, this is where I need a, a little bit of a step up to get to the next stage, but here's my plan. And I could see, all right, you're actually going to do this. I can see that. Um, there's a difference between that guy who's actually working on it and a guy who is, is literally just, I'll say and do anything to get that dollar, get that check, get that money. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big difference. And, and, and I'm, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I've had enough of this. I don't want to see this. I, I want to, I want to give a shout out to North American Mission Board because um, oh, they, they years ago, sponsor us. They're not. Well, then forget but I, that. <laughs> but I want to say this because I worked very up close with North American Mission Board, um, and I have to say they acted with integrity on this. Um, they take in a huge amount of money. They're the Southern Baptists and they, they, they're Baptists. Like, let me tell you one thing about Baptists. Um, when it comes to committees, no one outdoes a Baptist. Um, those guys are accountable. And what I would say is the cool thing, they're organized, they're accountable. Um, Nam has, when Kevin Azell got in there, he's a guy I deeply respect. When he got in there, they cleaned house. And I mean, he cleaned house. I don't want to say any more than that because, you know, people lost their jobs. And I mean, you know, I don't want to, but he cleaned house. He laid off about, you know, two thirds of the staff there. And he started over because there was a lot of, you know, just he trimmed the fat. Let's just put it that way. And when he came in and he was like, from now on, boom, 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 this is how it's going to go. We have to get these churches planted. So, working on the inside, I saw that in action and I saw the seriousness. I saw the integrity. And in that sense, it was amazing. And I saw what the planners got firsthand. I saw the funding go to planners. I saw that, you know, at that time, now it's not as much, I think it's a thousand a month now, but at that time it was like 2000 a month. And if you were multiplying churches out of yourself, it was 3000 a month, which was phenomenal. And then because of some of the the mishaps that were going on that we got caught up in um, on the state level, where states were um, getting, you know, maybe the guy at the state level wasn't, you know, he was running out of money and he cut planners off. Nam stepped in and said, from now on, we're handling this too. You're our employees if we're funding this. So you can't hurt the planner on the other side anymore when you've mismanaged you know, your budget or whatever, not, not due to fraud or, or, you know, uh, but if you just haven't kept an eye on what's coming in and going out, um, the planner is not the guy to, to suffer on the other end, which is huge. And then the other thing is, um, like recently, uh, there was a planter 
and I, I'll try to get the story right. I'm giving this second hand, but like they would get gift cards in the mail. They would get, you know, Hey, here's a logo software. They were doing amazing things for planters. Um, they paid for their assessment, coaching, training, but then they also were, were funding. I mean, they were doing all these things all at once. And there was this one planter. And I think, uh, either his wife or his child had cancer. I can't remember what it was. And the guy was planting and I can't remember all the stories. It was one of those like home makeover shows, you know, they called them up on stage and they asked him to share a little bit about the mission. And uh, it was really touching story. I heard it secondhand um, from, from one of the guys on the training team I was on. And the guy said, uh, Kevin Azell was up there and he said to him, well, you know, and you have a mortgage, I understand it's been really hard and you've been having to look after your, your, either their wife or their child or whatever it was. And, and he said, and you just made your last mortgage payment. And the wife said, yeah, we did just like a week ago. And he goes, no, no, you don't understand me. You just made your last mortgage payment. And like, she she still didn't hit her. She didn't understand what he's saying. So he had to, I'm telling you, <laughs> you have no more mortgage payments. We handled it for you. Boom, they just paid off their house. Wow. Right? And what and so that... <laughs> Nam.net. No, uh, you know... <laughs> uh, uh, Nam, do you hear this? Sponsor us, please. Um, um, come on now. Come on. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny because... You know, that speaks for itself. Like that's, and that's not even what they're telling. They didn't like go and write an article about it and, hey, we're going to do, you know, they just do it. And, and that's, that's for me the thing that, that I think matters that, that Jesus talks about where he goes, you just do it. You know, you don't do it for men. You don't do it for approval. You don't do it for this. You just do it because it's a kingdom thing. And so, guys, this is what I'm saying. Um, kind of like what we we're saying. All that glitters is not gold, right? Um, <laughs> the website we found, 100% full of crap. <laughs> hey, you know, interestingly enough, and you made me think of this because uh, wasn't it NAM or was it the SBC paid for all the funerals for that uh, church in Texas where the gunman went in there and like killed 21, 27 people, something like that? They absolutely did. Which and- one was it? Was it NAM or SBC? Um, I want to say it was NAM, um, through the SBC because what NAM does, NAM is like the domestic mission wing of the Southern Baptist. So there's a reciprocal arrangement. So what they do is they empower the local church. So I believe that NAM sent that to the local church and the local church. And I, I think I copied you or, or sent it to you on Facebook. I don't know if you, you read it, but it was, you know, I think it was like a year later, the aftermath, or or was it two years later? No, because I don't think it's been two years. I think it's, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, you know, it was a look back on what's changed. And uh, what I really found interesting, like blow my mind interesting, was that church before the shooting was like, I want to say it was like 60 strong, 60 to 80 strong. And today it's like 250 strong. Mm. Because what that did is that sucked in the whole community. Like the whole community right. was like, I can't believe this is this happened here. And lives got changed 
through that horrific tragedy, you know, uh, lost people are now right. getting saved in that church. Now, I think they don't meet in the same spot. I think they, they like, I've almost left it like a shrine, uh, the church, but, um, but it had grown to 250. In fact, the, the guy who stopped the shooting, if you remember, there was a, a guy who was across the street um, who was, ironically enough, an NRA instructor. And he just quickly grabbed his AR-15 rifle and started shooting the guy to stop him from killing more people. And um, I don't think he had his shoes on, you know, because he was like, he, he was an older guy. He didn't go to that church. He went to another church. Um, and and since then, uh, he's he just decided to switch churches. He's like, look, I got to be with these people. They're they're literally across the street from me, and I'm a right. I'm a Christian. I and mean, he was a strong Christian. C- cereal is happening. Church. Sorry, in the background, cereal is happening. I thought it was applause for the story, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I just it's, I um, snap crackle pop. The the SBC you know uh, Nam thing made me think of you know them paying for that, but just to see how God works even in incredible tragedies and the most pain you know that a community is going to go through. I think the pastor lost his own kid, and I mean it, it just was like it was okay. such a it's, horrific. It's Cheerios. Thing. I've just been told it was Cheerios. Sorry, I've I've been corrected. It was not Rice Krispies. Just, uh, just shut up and give me some money. <laughs> oh, could you? Uh, <laughs> we should have played that sound by. Oh, could you shut wait, up and give me is. some money? Here it is. Could you like shut up and give us some money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made my money the old-fashioned way. Oh, wait, wait, no, I got that one on. on. <laughs> Heavens to Mercatroy. Exit stage left, even. This is like dueling, dueling banjos, but with quotes. Well. Ah, good old favorite. Always good for something. Sorry, man. I keep interrupting you. Because no, I done. keep getting interrupted. I'm not going any further with that story. I'm done. Put a period on well, it. Let's well, I, I will. I will do that. And then I will change that period to a comma by adding a little tail at the bottom. I want a semicolon. I want a semi. Put another period on it. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a semicolon, Pete. But, you know, it, it's funny because um, just thinking about that, that that was another thing that, you know, they, they did that, again, um, send relief. So, uh, and we're not being paid. I don't even work for North American Mission Board anymore. But this is what I'm saying. They do it. They do what they say. They're going to do. And that to me is fantastic. There was so much accountability when I worked for them. And that encouraged me because I would hear like people had been abusing, like they gave us a credit card and our, my budget, like I would come like six, seven thousand under budget sometimes. And um, hold on. Hey, hey, don't make me come over there, family. So, anyways, you, sometimes you just got to tell them, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I do. Yeah. They, they've been told. So anyways, so the thing is, is that um, half of what they do, so there's, the SEND network is made up, um, or NAM is made up of two. The SEND network is the church planning side. Um, and the SEND relief, uh, see, see what they did? SEND mm-hmm. relief. 
Um, that is the, you know, adoption, human trafficking, flood, disaster, um, you know, reparations, prevention, yada, yada. So there's all these things. So other than the Red Cross, believe it or not, they are the number one responder outside of the Red Cross. Like, like they do the most good in the United States. And so, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. And the reason why is because they know that Christianity is is getting trashed everywhere. And they know that it's a wreck. And, you know, it's funny because people will think of the Southern Baptists. They'll think of, like, you know, Trump supporters and yada, yada. And almost everyone I worked with was like, hey, look, we're not claiming Trump as, you know, like, we're not we're not claiming him because, so you know, that's— that's what you're saying about well, what what I'm saying is you know <laughs> no one can like an individual can say I do or don't support him but we were told hey we're not taking a political stance as an organization we're here for the gospel and you and I have spoken about that before maybe, like we weren't maybe somebody should tell the president over there at Liberty University that <laughs> <laughs> totally different and that's what I'm saying is their their idea was like you know again they, it kind of their idea is that sin relief goes before the sin network. So the sin relief aspect of it is we need to go and help people. We need to actually live the gospel and sin relief and support and embody the grace of God and be there for these communities that don't have the gospel. And then, boom, you see the result of it and the story that you told. And and to me, that's that's where you know I don't work directly for this in network anymore but i do have to say you know it it you know although i enjoy drinking beer now um it it was during the time i was there it was it was cool to be a part of that like to be a part of something that big that was doing those kinds of things that was neat i mean i did nothing you know i i did my training on my end i i can't claim any of that but it was cool to think that's the stuff that's going on stuff you never hear about I mean, when you're second only to the Red Cross, you, you're using kingdom funds to really um, prepare the way for the gospel. And that's what they're doing. They're preparing the soil for the church planters down the road. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's about all we have time for. So uh, the, um, the bottom line today, just to sum up, um, there's a lot of corruption out there. There's a lot of false information. There's a lot of good stuff going on. And you should give the new breed. And that's that's the sum of all my four points today. Well, if they're given a new breed, but uh, let's say that they are a pastor themselves, uh, how would they be able to, let's say, take care of payroll? Uh, that's tithing reports, workman's comp, their website, maybe hire a VA. Yes, absolutely. You know, they could do all those things and more. In fact, they could um, actually create a budget with the help of Simplify Church. Um, simplifiedchurch.com in, in order to put money aside to give to New Breed, which would be fantastic. Um, by the way, guys, um, as an aside, I'll, I'll finish my ad first and then tell you something cool. So yes, um, simplifiedchurch.com, they'll help you with all your bookkeeping needs, your uh, IRS compliancy. If you need a VA, they'll do that. And they're rad. Like I've used them for years now. I don't know how many years, like five, six years. But um, good, good stuff over there. Uh, head on over and tell them that Peyton and Pete sent you. But uh, real quick, uh, we do have a new website for New Breed. So um, I am now back to running New Breed, New Breed Church Planning with my beautiful missus. And uh, 
which is kind of how we started out. And as I did work for NAM, I stepped aside, but I'm now back to doing that. Our core team training launches this next month for the average listener. It is $1,000 to purchase the six-month curriculum. However, if you are a member of New Breed, it is free to you when you become a member of New See, Breed. by the way, that's a mistake. Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah, you can't say that. I, I, I'm just gonna say because I think it's a teaching moment for everybody. People gotta pay. Like they don't have to pay the thousand. Like give them a discount. There are new breed dues. There is a monthly okay. due as as, for new breed, which are used to not be. And yeah. and so just you keeping that pay, up front. You don't pay attention because remember when we gave yep. all that free stuff to all your people and your people like didn't go through it and. Not because they're bad right. people, but it's because they right. weren't financially invested in it. So That's true. In fact, the way New Breed works real quick, and this is a commercial for New Breed, but, um, but the way it works in New Breed is that you pay your monthly dues, and we start you at different levels depending oh, nice. on how old your church plan is. Um, if you're brand new, we're like, hey, just pay this. But you get everything. You get the Voxer group. You get the coaching. You get the um, assessment. You get the training. So you don't pay whatever our training. If I have a book come out, everybody in the network gets it free. So the next one coming out, this is a, I have a church planning textbook that I just entered into a deal with. Um, I, I can't announce it yet. The ink is drying, but um, I'll shortly be able to announce who's publishing it, but it is a church planning textbook. Everyone in Newbreak gets that free, right? That's just how it works. I get like a hundred free copies and Boom. You know, that's so everybody in the network, that's how it works. So new breed, once you're in, you're part of my posse, my tribe, and you get that training, you get everything in there. You don't pay what other people would pay. If you meet with me, you don't pay that fee. You know, I have a consultation fee that gets waived because you're part of my network. You're part of my tribe. So that is, as Pete would call it, the irresistible offer. You get all this and more for the low, low price of new breed membership. So, but anyways, um, that said, head on over to the New Breed website. That's the same address it's always been, newbreednetwork.org, and uh, check it out. Get on the mailing list. Um, check out what we got. We're back to doing blogs on there, which are the stories of our church planners. And our church planners are pretty wide and varied. I've got a, a barber in Texas who's like the father confessional, and he does cigar lounges in the week. It leads people to faith there. He's just started playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's a new thing coming around. I don't know if you heard of the old D and D, but I think uh, I that's to that guy. That's making a comeback, Dustin. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's awesome. Who, who reached out to me? He wanted to go through uh, the uh, platinum training. Oh right, right. I mean, it's rad, man. Like we've got guys that are landscapers. We've got. Um, they're all bivo. I mean, all the new breeders are bivo. You know, you know Paul, right? Um, all of my guys are bivo and that's one of the things that we, um, we help. I would say that's a, a specialty of new breed. It just works out that way because it's actually a little harder to join new breed than probably other networks specifically because we look for certain things and we have certain values and not everybody holds, um, we're cross denominational. You can be a part of another network. We don't care. Like you could, you could be any of the networks that we mentioned. We'd be like, yeah, you can join us. You know, we don't, we don't care. We're not in competition with those guys, but we'll probably give you things that the other networks won't. We have a specialty and we're kind of known for being the punk rock network. I remember 
somebody uh, from New Thing once asked, you know, so what is this new breed? And one of our guys was in both. And he goes, it's kind of like you guys, but a little more punk rock. <laughs> so we, we have a special set of skills, as it were. We we specialize in going to, to darker places, I suppose, and a little bit rougher neighborhoods. And, uh, and that's it. So they're, they're a cool, they're a cool, uh, cool bunch of fools. That's all I'll say. So head on over to newbreednetwork.com. What's that? Give us our sign out. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today on the church planner podcast. This has been Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones reminding you, if you want to reach the ones nobody's reaching, you got to go where nobody's going. Don't lie about it and do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music